life. It ain't easy. Bills, debt, mortgage, rent, get the groceries, pick up the kids, take out the garbage, lose some weight, gain some weight, go on a diet, exercise more, fix the house, repair the car, pay too much, get a deal, a daily grind, nine to five, life is hard. So who has time to follow their dreams? Well, they're out there, grinding it out every day, using every free millisecond to make it a reality. You can find their stories here on the Hometown Pipe Dreamers podcast. Hey everybody, this is Kyle Shiver with the Hometown Pipe Dreamers podcast. This is episode number four. I'm joined today with my co-host, Ryan Fox. Welcome, Ryan. It's nice to be here, finally. We are also joined by my guest, Owen McEwen, the champion of Make Pretend. Hey, everybody. So, Owen, first question. Yes, sir. Always start the podcast with this question. And I didn't know that it's this coming. I have no pre... Uh, knowledge of any information or any questions that you're about to ask me. I just want to make that clear. Which means you've never listened to the podcast before. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) There's only two episodes, Chief. There's three now. Are there three? There's three. Oh, I I knew that Kyle was coming. (laughs) That's all right. Um, So, where do you consider to be your hometown? Doesn't have to be where you live now. Doesn't have to be where you grew up. What do you consider when you think of home? Uh, It's my right where I live. Westmont, New Jersey. I live in Hatton Township. Um, South Jersey, not too far from, um, Collingswood, uh, Cherry Hill, Camden, Haddonfield, like that type of neck of the woods. Um, I grew up in South Jersey. That's where I feel like I'm from. So South Jersey is where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. It's where I grew up. I mean, that's, you know, my family's still mostly here and everything. So I'm comfortable here. It's where I live. Awesome. That's it. And we, we went out to lunch today and we got a delightful, Pan Panzaniti, Panzidi, Panzerati, Panzerati. Yes. I know I was gonna forget it. Yeah. It's this long Italian name. It's yes. basically like a uh, egg roll mixed with a hot pocket mixed, but it's it's more delicious than I'm making it sound. Oh yeah, it's it's pizza molten goodness in a a, <laughs> a turnover, um, fried fried to uh, extreme temperatures, and uh, multi cheesy goodness pizza inside. So yeah, it's. Uh, that is a South piece of South Jersey fare that you won't find anyplace else. Did we say Franco's name? Franco's was it Franco's Pizza? Franco's. Go Franco's. to Franco's, everybody. Franco's. Go to Franco's. That's right. Okay, maybe next time they'll uh, sponsor us, but we're gonna put their name out there anyway. Put it out there for you, Franco's, because exactly. it's a good meal. Because <laughs> it's delicious. Yeah, it is quite delicious. So Owen, when I met you, we met you many years ago, and mm-hmm. Owen McEwen has sort of been like, um, and Ryan's gonna hate this reference, but. Um, Wes Anderson, who's one of my favorite directors, he always puts Bill Murray in his movies, right? Mm. And that's what Owen is for us. <laughs> He's kind of always pops in, and we always find some place to put him. And not just because, um, you know, we want him there, because it's awesome being with him on set, and he's a good guy. But all, he's, he's a tremendous actor, and he's, he's pretty much good at anything he does. So um, when I first met him, he's kind of like, voice acting is what I want to do, but there's not a whole lot of voice acting work out there for me, so I've kind of going to live acting i'll let him talk about it in, in a second here but um you know have you do you think that live acting is now your passion or are you still kind of a voice actor at heart you think um i still a voice actor at heart that's what i wanted to do since i was a kid and um when i had gotten um gotten into gotten interested in it and started researching it and finding out how to go about it I got some coaching, um, a woman in the Philadelphia area, she's been around forever, her name is Joanne Joelle, she's an amazing coach, 
uh, had gotten some coaching from her and she said, you know, you should consider acting on camera as well because you're very expressive and, um, you know, I think you, I think you could do it. And because I coach kids too, I, t- I teach, uh, um, gymnastics and sports and karate and stuff, uh, motor skill development at the little gym. And I go in and out of character very quickly. So she said, you know, you, you could probably do some on acting. And, you know, I had never done any before, but I figured I'd give it a try. So that's how I, um, it was, it's hard getting voiceover work. So I started to investigate maybe doing some on-camera acting as well. Uh, I looked at Craigslist and um, some other, um, I forget where I looked. I got most of my stuff on Craigslist, honestly. <laughs> I really did. Um, I probably looked at Backpage and, uh, not Backpage, Jesus Christ. Backstage. Backstage, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was about to, was just going to come up with it too, yeah. Dear God. Uh, Backpage I stay off of. Uh, so, um, yeah, and, and I got some opportunities to try it out. And what it allowed me to do was practice, you know, practice acting, practice being expressive, um, practice taking direction, and um, meeting some people who were other creative people. They were creating things. It could be a movie, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's a uh, cartoon or whatever, but at least that they're they're creative people and that to bump into while doing live acting um and i think it's only helped my my voice acting so absolutely and uh if you follow him owen McEwen, and we'll go through this later but um on soundcloud what is it owen McEwen voice owen McEwen. uh you know what you probably just find it by my name i'll have to dig up okay that's not a big deal but yeah if you search owen McEwen on soundcloud he's yeah. got his own page there and you can see he just does little you know, snippets once in a while, like I think um, usually around Halloween you read Edgar Allan Poe or there was a Raven one year. I did a Raven one, yeah, I've done some Halloween or some uh, Christmas stuff too. I have a friend of mine who um, who does some electronic music and I, I uh, partnered up with him a couple times and did some hop, some Christmas type stuff. Sure. Like remixes of, of, um, of poems and stuff and like a Robert Frost poem we did, um, Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening. I, I do music. remember that one, yeah, listen yeah, to that one. Yeah, yeah, uh, so I like to... I like to mess around with that type of stuff. Quick one-off stories, and um, I don't have an actual show or a podcast of my own, but I do a lot of little one-off things for practice. Um, most people, like I, I kind of travel in audio drama circles now. People do scripted, fictional podcasts, and I do a lot of voices for them. Um, and really one of the biggest pieces of advice floating around in that world is like, yeah, practice, just do a weird little story. You learn a new trick, uh, whether it be technical or acting or just get a little story out. Do something small, produce it and practice it. And that's how you get better. Because when you're ready to do something bigger, then you'll have a bigger skill set and you'll be able to do more. So yeah, a lot of the stuff that I do is a weird little one-off things, just experimental stuff. But it's still, I mean, getting people out there and you, you know see oh the raven you know let's listen to what this guy's oh yeah. yeah you know what i mean it's 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 fun stuff to listen to it's not it's not just you yammering on about whatever it's no. you know what i mean it's it <laughs> right it's it's fiction it's stories uh it's right. storytelling it really is, is what it comes down to is storytelling sure, sure. absolutely so it's funny because i was listening to um the nerdist podcast i drive around a lot with work so i listen mm-hmm. to a lot of podcasts obviously um, and he was interviewing David X. Cohen, who's the creator of Futurama, mm. and he started talking about Billy West, who's probably like the, oh, yeah. you know, voice actor of voice actors, right? And he was talking about how they couldn't cast the part of Bender, because they were like, we couldn't find the right, like, we didn't know the robotic voice or whatever, so they're like, got to the point where they're like, 
why don't you audition and you can do it? Like, I know you're the, the showrunner, but you know, what the hell, why not? And he's like, I learned on that day that voice acting is not just you speaking. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? There's, there's a lot more to it. So, yeah. um, you know, he says props to voice actors out there because, you know, to change your voice and then maintain that change. Yeah. I mean, even if you're like hanging around with your friends and you're trying to do a British accent or something, just, and that's yeah. all acting, but you know, trying to maintain that for more than a few lines is, is difficult. So it is challenging. Yeah. It can be, um, it can be tricky. I usually go when I, when I create a, uh, an original voice for a character, when I'm doing some lines for someone else is, uh, I start with kind of a, an, an impression right. of a famous person, a celebrity or whatever. Um, because it gives me something to fall back to. Sure. If I lose the character voice for a minute, I can go back and watch a YouTube video or listen to a clip and say, right. oh, right, that I remember now. So you start with that impression. And then I might add another piece. Like it might be, you know, this character, uh, and then I'll throw in a bit of my uncle or uh, this character, but I'll make him sound drunk. or the, you know. Sure. And so that's how I kind of start with voices, how I try to stay in character all the time is have a reference point. Sure. When you say you go to a famous person or you go to a, like an actor or something, any specific ones you go back to more often than not to kind of base it off of? Uh, I don't think anybody... No, sometimes the, the story will bring itself... Okay. It, it'll kind of show it to me. Like um, I just did a, a some lines for a character. Um, the podcast is called Edict Zero FIS. It's a very hardcore hardcore cyberpunk dystopian sci-fi kind of audio drama and the character um is he's like a mad scientist kind of guy and so uh the two voices that were competing for my attention were doc brown i was gonna say and and uh the wizard of oz okay the wizard yeah all right so i kind of started with doc brown here and then I added a little bit of the wizard. So he comes up like that. And it's the two guys to mix together. You know, so it gives me, I can kind of keep that. The range will, it'll, it'll, it's weird. It's a weird voice because it's kind of going back and forth between two characters. But those were the two that popped into my head. And that's, those are how, right. you know, that's where I, I got that character from. So every, everyone's a little bit different. So I don't go back to anyone in particular, I don't think. So like when you're making like like the for example the Raven was one that you read mm-hmm. like you kind of did like the spooky sort of um, I'm trying to remember the voice that you used like how many takes does that take can you like come up with the character and then just go okay I got it I'm good to go or is it like you start doing it and go ah you know what that's not quite right I need to adjust that yeah I'll I'll listen back a couple times um, sometimes I'll I'll realize halfway through that it's not sounding right and I start over. Um, Sometimes it's not a particular voice, but it's but it's a, more of an accent. Like it's kind of that affected um, American English, like mm, Northeast Regal sure. Hollywood. It's a thing. I forget what uh, I forget what it's is called. It, it has a it, specific name. It's not the Atlantic, not the Atlantic one. Um, oh, something like oh gosh, I should know. The Atlantic one's like what they used to speak like in old movies, like. Yes, of course, darling. And it's, yeah. it's kind of, it's, it's affected. It sounds more affluent and well-to-do, but it's not It's not really an English accent. It's not British, but it's more of an American, you know, it's kind of a dialect. Right. That's very false. That's kind of a the way I did The Raven, I think, was that. Yeah, I think know, it was. Once it, upon it reminded midnight, you of really, like. While I pondered, weak and weary. Like, it sound, tried to sound a little, a little formal. 
and a little old. So I imagined that's how Edgar Allan Poe would read it. Do you know what I mean? It's how he, if he was oh, reading he was it out probably like, wasted. Yeah, <laughs> he was wasted. Edgar Allan Poe would have slurred it. It was it, well, that's true. But he yeah. was a mess. Somebody in that era is what I was picturing. Right. You right, know. Right. Um, but yeah, so that, that's interesting. I mean, it's uh, definitely respect for you know voice <laughs> well, actors. I mean, it's 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 difficult. I mean. Just trying to do voices for my kid now, you know. You're yeah. like, you know, she's like, you sound weird, you know. Well, it's not. It's not just about what what you can what you can do or like. Um, voice acting is different. Guys do a lot of different types of things. So, from like you said, going from camera to voice acting, like um, I've done things on camera, and um, you know, it's it's hard. It's hard to find that work too. So, what I've managed to do is ha- is to be at home. And use the skills that I don't need. You don't need lighting, and you don't need schedules, and you don't need. I just use me. I can practice that anytime. Sure. And so um, that's what I. That's what I do. I practice, you know, at work with coaching kids. I practice at home with my own kids. Right. I do it in the car. Uh, just do voices in the car. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just when I'm talking. Just when I'm talking to myself. Right. Right. Um, and so that's if you don't. Some people say like, oh, uh, oh, let me. Give me uh, some advice on how to get into that voice acting thing. I'd like to work from home, you know? Okay, good luck. Um, oh, my friends told me I have a good radio voice. I'm going to get into that business. Yeah, sure you are. It's hard. It's really hard. Right. you gotta, you got to love it. You have to have passion for it. Love to do it. And go out of your way to find the right um, time, space, equipment. You don't need a ton of stuff to get started. You don't have to spend a ton of money. But you do have to invest. And... Um, Unless you're willing to do that and just sit in the basement for hours, right, right, <laughs> hours and hours in a box. Um, As you can see, we are in Owen's. Uh, it's his kid's playroom, and then yeah. he's sort of taking a small corner of it for himself. Right, the right. saint and the wonderful parent that he is just took the corner. I claimed a. a, a a closet and uh you know i took a whole bedroom in my house but <laughs> owen's a better father than me he just took the corner um so uh um, well, it's out of my kid's playroom but yeah we were refinishing the basement i uh, allocated some resources um and uh yeah but if you're not willing to sit for hours and hours and hours in a box practicing recording yourself practicing editing yourself and being able to provide um, decent quality work to to people, then you're not. Then it doesn't matter. You don't need to. You know, it's not the. It's not the field you should be in. Right. It, ta- it takes. It's a lot of practice. It's a lot of hours, and uh, if you have a gift for something, like, you can do it. Anybody can do it. Sure. Anybody can do this, but but anybody can play the guitar too. You just need yeah. to practice. And anybody can play yeah. basketball too. Right. Right. You just just. If you have a little bit of a gift, you still have to get practice. You still have to get coaching. You still have to have competition, and you still need to get feedback and um, and and fail, you right. know, and and then learn how to get better. Anybody can do it, yes. But if it's your passion, then you'll find a way. So I mean, that again, this podcast is about people who are like, oh, I've always wanted to do that, and then you know, you're a person, you're a working guy, has kids, mm-hmm. a house, mortgage, all that good stuff, and you know. You have your closet that you work in, and you <laughs> know right. you're making it happen. And yeah. I mean, how many years has it been? It's. Oh, I I probably started I started trying this stuff. Um, my first my first gig at that I got was my voice acting job was probably 2004 2005. Okay. But but I hadn't done. Um, then there was like a lot of time where I just didn't wasn't nothing was happening, and then um, probably since 2010, 
Okay. So eight years now, um, I've been doing been being able to do some work at home. Um, I've gotten acting work. Um, sure. And also voice acting work, and now I just know so much better. I've gotten good enough where I can submit work and say, yeah, this is my audition. How does it sound? And it's going to sound better than a lot of auditions. Right. Because I have a box. Right. My space is treated, my microphone is good, my interface is good, and I can edit well. And like, a lot of people send in auditions on their phone. They just speak into their phone, they should click, and email it away. They might have a lot of talent, but there's, it doesn't sound good, right? So Right, right. Um, so I've managed to, to come to the point where after eight years, <laughs> I, I'm getting work now that's that's paid right. I can get a few things now that are say hey I'm gonna reach out to Owen and see if he wants to do this job um, it does pay a little bit would you like the job and I'm like uh, yeah that's great sure because it's my path it's what I want to do right I can do it well and I'm gonna get paid for it that's that's pretty awesome to get paid for what you love to do yeah, yeah. is the dream it is the dream yeah. so so to somebody just starting out your advice would be you know if you're passionate about it just keep going yeah and, and invest yeah. in some good recording equipment, basically. Yeah, I mean, I would say invest in a good space. Okay. That's even bigger than having the right uh, microphone or software or hardware. Um, if you're in a space where you can't, you record and you're trying to record something and you hear dogs barking. I don't mean my dog, like my dog is in my house. Right. When my heat goes on or the sump pump goes on or, you know, some furniture's moved, I, I hear it, right? Right. It's not a perfect studio. But when I shut the door, I can't hear lawnmowers outside. Sure. I can't hear airplanes. Right. right? So um, if you're in a place where you're, you have a lot of reverberance in your space and you hear every single lawnmower down the block, then you're, that's not, that's where you should spend money. Just finding a nice, clean sounding space create yourself a space yeah right and it's it's um it's difficult but at the same time you can do it i mean i have an old house that's old brick old wooden doors and stuff and what we found out is when we were recording is i just go into my closet Mm -hmm. and i'd put a couple comforters up Mm -hmm. and then it became it wasn't perfect but it became sort of a flat area that we can record and that's when we did a lot of our foley or or voiceovers or adr or anything like that and, um, you know, again, it's not a perfect space, but if you take the time to do that and figure that out, even if it's a closet, even if it's, you know, slightly better, you know, rather than sitting at your, in your office with the window open with the lawnmower going outside, yeah. you know, that's going to definitely make a difference. Absolutely. A lot of so. people who do uh, voice acting and audiobook recording with that have a very similar setup. It's a closet with a bunch of blankets. Right. And it deadens the space enough that they can do a really nice recording and and it's getting close to meet the specs anyway then with the right software and the right hardware you're talking about cleaning up your signal even better and your sound sounds really good and you can do a pretty professional recording in a in a space like a closet with clothes in it sure or like this is a dedicated space but right right but that's all it is it's a closet with fabric on it right you know and it has some uh, acoustic treatment and stuff and um so yeah, that's anybody, I would say if you have a $500 budget, let's say, I'm going to make up this number, right? And you're like, oh, I'm going to get a $500 microphone. No, and eh. spend $400 building yourself a space. Right. Much more important because you can always upgrade a microphone later. Um, you'll get different gear and you can find more advice and try things, shop around. But I would say t- take the time to spend 
the time and energy and money on getting yourself a recording space. Anyone who was thinking about doing something like this from home, spend that's where you should spend your energy. Well, it's crazy because, and I'm gonna we're gonna have to pause in a minute here to mm -hmm. get the video going again, but I'll end on this last little note here. Um, one of the things that we started doing is we couldn't afford a um, a wireless system. What's it called? Um, a lapel with the lapel mics. Like a lavalier. Lavalier, yes, yeah, so like a lavalier. They have like um, Sennheiser makes like a wireless system. You plug it into your camera and yeah. then you know all that stuff. They're like five hundred to a thousand dollars to get mm -hmm. this, and it just we weren't in a place to do that. So what we found out was old iPhones have great um, sound or audio hardware built into them. The newer ones, not so much, but there was like a few models. I think we have the threes and the fours, mm -hmm. which were terrific. So for like $80, we bought a decent road mic on Amazon and yep. we were able to use those as our lavaliers. We just recorded them separately since all of our audio is separate and we all put it together later. So even just, you know, grabbing an old iPhone from somebody you know, investing 80 bucks on a lavalier mic and yep. going into a quiet closet with a bunch of clothes. Yep. Do you know what I mean? That's, you know, you're talking 100 to $200 and you're already improved versus holding your phone up to your mouth and, yeah. you know. Yeah, there's a lot of innovation that you can do um, and a lot of steps to take and um, different ways to do it. But yeah, I would, I would say you're definitely your recording space. If you're trying to record into an iPhone in, in a bathroom, that you can't fix that. Right. You can't fix it. it can't, it's not right. going to sound good. It's trash. Right. So uh, get yourself a good space and, and you can tinker with recommendations as far as microphones, even by borrowing some stuff or renting things to find out what's best for you. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. We're going to hit the pause button. Okie doke. We're like on the first question. I mean, <laughs> no, you're, on the, you're on the third question. Well, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. You, well, you kind of got to four. You, you kind of. Kind of all just rolls together. Wow, you could stop anytime. I don't care. I get with the I get started talking about. I don't need to talk about me, but when I talk about what I'm excited about, then I just start to no, no, that's go and go. <laughs> that's what this is all about. Do you know what I mean? It's it's all about. Um, it's really all about people who just don't have the confidence to get started doing something. You know, like they just don't want to go out and do it. And it's like, well. If it's something you're passionate about, just do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you don't have to have millions of dollars. Right. And, you know, so anyway. In the end, I've spent a lot of money over the course of eight years or ten years, right? Because I didn't have a computer, so we bought a computer. But I needed one anyway. Hold on, let's restart that right now because this is good. All right, right guys, we're coming back oh, here. Right. Oh. Yeah, yeah. This is this is exactly what we're talking about here. So. So, okay, we're going beyond the space, and we're going to let Owen talk about his hardware a little bit, because, uh, you know, we all like to talk about our hardware once in a while. So, <laughs> so you got your room, you got your space set up, okay? Yeah. The next step to really coming up with this great audio, what, what you know, like, say, um, the bare essentials. I mean, there's all kinds of apparatus and apparatus mm -hmm. that you can buy to make your sound better, even if it's a $20 um, mic, what are they called, mic guards, the things that go in front of you? Oh, yeah, pop filter. Pop filter, mm -hmm. yeah, that's it. You know, little things like that you can add on later, but sort of what are the, the bare essentials you need to sound professional? To sound professional, that's, okay, that's a focused question. Okay. Um, so you need a computer, obviously, if you're going to record uh, audio to send to folks, right? So you need a computer. Um, I had a, a little laptop. It was actually a, um, uh, called a netbook. It was It's a very tiny laptop. It only... 
it didn't have a lot of memory or anything. It only basically was a, for attaching, for getting on the web. Right, right. And that was my, what I first started with. I downloaded um, an, um, an audio software called Audacity. It's, I think it's officially shareware, but it's free to download, it's free to use. Right. Tons of tutorials, lots of support on Facebook and stuff. It's so, a pretty popular one, guys, so you can find a lot of Audacity things on YouTube. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's fabulous. Um, it's a great tool. So, if you have a comp- if you're if you already have a computer because you're listening to a podcast or watching YouTube, so if you have a computer, you can get free software, um, a microphone. The best microphone is up to you. Have to shop around and see what's what. Ask questions, get recommendations, but everyone will have their own like recommendations. So you kind of have to test a few things out. Um, most people will recommend if you have a very, very good recording space, you can get a large diaphragm condenser microphone. Um, that's very sensitive. It requires phantom power, so it actually actively seeks out sound. And it's very nuanced. So if you have a very, very good recording space, then an excellent condenser mic will work for you. Um, if your recording space isn't perfect, then a dynamic mic might be better. So I use the microphone I use is called an Electro Voice RE320. Um, the RE20 has been around forever, and it's like um, it's a, a really big microphone. It's got um, a kind of a warm, rich sound. A lot of radio people use it. Okay. Podcasters use it. Um, but the later, the newer version of that is called the RE320. Okay. That's what I have. It's a little smaller. It's a brighter top end. It's not as as warm, um, but that that's better for me. Right, because you can do some sure more nuance like breathier whispering and stuff like that. It'll pick up a lot of those higher frequencies. Um, so I have a really good dynamic mic. Um, it's an XLR connection, so it doesn't go right into the computer by uh, by USB. It goes to an interface, and my interface is called a, a Focusrite Scarlet Two I Two, and that that's right there. You see it. Okay, yeah, I think so. Um, you can find out that that is, comes highly recommended. A lot of my friends and, and um, people in the industry use it. Um, it's a, amazing for home use. There's two inputs. You, I use one uh, main one. That's my main mic, and the input stays very, the gain stays the same. Sure. So my sound is always consistent. Um, right. The other one I can use, I plug a different microphone, and I can use, I can lower the gain and shout right into the mic. Right. So that the sound won't, I don't have to mess with my original one, right? The other, the second input I can use to raise the gain and whisper into the mic. So, you know, it's just for fun. Right, right, right. Um, if you're trying to go for an effect or something, you have to, yeah. you know, you don't have to step across the room and go, ah, you know. Yeah, yeah, then your yeah. reverb is all messed up. So, right. right. Yeah. Uh, so I like the Focusrite 2i2. Um, it comes highly recommended. So, my computer, I needed a few years back, needed to get a new one. So my wife and I went shopping for a computer. So I have an iMac. It is a 20, I don't know, it's a 22 inch. Let me see. Oh. I can find out all about it in a second. <laughs> about this Mac. Getting a lesson on Macs. There we go. So it's a 21 and a half inch, late 2012 model. Mm-hmm. 2.7. Gigahertz memory, eight gig. Uh, 
to start this. Graphics, yada, yada, yada. Okay. And storage. Now, was that necessarily, like, did you just say, oh, this is a pretty good computer, or, or was there anything, as far as sound goes, with that model? The reason why, yeah, the reason why I chose a Mac was because I'm not a, I'm not very tech-savvy. Okay. I had a Windows computer that would drive me bananas, because I always had to, like, something would stop working, and i have to get a new driver, and if I picked a new driver from the wrong site, it would have a virus on it. And oh, jeez. What a nightmare. It's yeah. a nightmare. I'm not very good <laughs> with computers. Right. So Mac is a little more plug-and-play. It's a little um, more resilient and more resistant to viruses and stuff. Sure. Um, also, it has it's recommended for more artistic endeavors, like so it comes standard with iMovie and GarageBand. Right. Which are not the sexiest programs, but they... But they have nice upgrades available too. You can get Logic Pro, which is kind of made for Mac, which is like a pretty professional program. I right. haven't used that one in particular, but um, it's more geared toward artistic stuff, like video, audio. The way they separate, I guess the drives are separated in such a way that you can do more um, audio and visual work without the latency and sure and so much uh, pressure on your hard drive. So um, yeah, so I have an iMac. With an interface, a Scarlett interface, and a dynamic microphone. Um, it's a pretty high-end top dynamic microphone. Sure. You can spend thousands of dollars on a microphone. Right, absolutely. Like anything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my microphone probably costs uh, two, 250 or 269 or something like that. Okay, that's reasonable. Yeah. It wasn't, and I, I've been using it for, uh, whatever, seven years now. Sure. Um, the Scarlett 2i2 was probably $150. I've had that for a few years now. I didn't didn't have that at first. Right. My first setup was a Shure SM58 microphone with a Shure X2U interface, and it was fine, but just not didn't have a, right. a you nice want to upgrade. preamp. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't have a great preamp. But the difference between get having what I have now and for someone who's just starting out who never done anything is that I wouldn't spend any money on a microphone. I mean, spend very little on a mic. Get a free software. Learn how to record and edit yourself. Right. Spend as little as possible. When you figure out what you're... Because whatever you're going to do, the first thing you do is going to be trash. <laughs> it's right, right, right. So learn how to do that. Get a little better. Then upgrade piece by piece. Um, in the end, I mean, the I probably spent... Oh, I, you know, I bought a Zoom recorder too to do some Foley stuff. I bought other microphones. So sure. I don't know how much I spent total, but um, probably... Between the microphone and the interface, I've probably spent about $400, $450. And that's, I mean, that's really not that much. Do Over you know the course what I mean? of eight years or nine years? No. Right, yeah. right. Just to kind of, you know, you can, like we said in the beginning, you can do just an old iPhone and, and a little yeah. lavalier mic and then just keep piecing everything together and eventually you'll get to the point where you have a nice setup. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A little bit at a time. Um, Ryan and I, when we put equipment together like that's a you know we've, yeah we've spent it's depressing how much money we've spent <laughs> but um you know it's um yeah but every time i work with you guys i notice there's one new thing yeah or one well, upgraded yeah. thing like you always you, you're always like looking to get you don't need to get the the fanciest thing because you might not know how to use it anyway right you like max out your your a camera or sound equipment or whatever and say you know what now we now we know how to do it let's get a little bit better one right which is what we did yeah yeah pretty much always, uh, the sound was a big thing for a while and that's why we we invested and the other thing is ebay go to ebay mm -hmm. you guys can find used stuff yeah and it's great we bought a 700 hundred dollar mic for 400 
You know yeah. what I mean? And it's um, it's dramatically changed our sound because we had a Rode. I know we've I've talked about this on other episodes. We had a Rode NTG two, and the difference between the two and the three is like, you know, four or five hundred dollars. But it's ridiculous the quality. Really? You know, I mean, we struggled so much yeah. with sound, and you know, a lot of stuff we shoot as out in the woods because the production value is free out there. Right, right. <laughs> you know, so um, but the sound was awful. But you know, now you know we got a little cocky with this mic, and we were filming by roads and everything, and that sound just goes right out. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So it's the difference between a good and a bad mic. But again, you don't know what you're doing, so you buy a two hundred dollar mic. Yep. And then you figure it out, and then go. Okay, we've gone all as far as we can with this. Yes. We need to upgrade. Exactly. So we've exactly. upgraded to the point where we want to go back and redo everything we've done in the past with bad stuff. So yeah, let's yeah. remake. Let's remake this because it'd be better now. We're, yeah. we're rebooting our own movies. Yeah, we'd like to remake <laughs> our own movies because we have better quality stuff. Yeah, that's good. That's the way to go, though. I mean, that's how you start. You know. Practice first with the lower grade stuff, and then sure. learn it. And then because you you go over your head with a piece of equipment that you don't know how to use, it's not going to help. Right, it's That's not going to help. It's daunting, even with with software. Like when I got into Adobe, like that was I got um I was talking about this earlier, but I got a master suite of like an older version, and it was mm. just like this is you know what the professionals are using now, and it's like oh my gosh, look at all this. There's all these different options, mm. and you know, and I still don't know how to use everything but you know through watching tutorials and everything it just you know start slow mm -hmm. you know start on start on windows movie maker if you're making movies and cut yeah. things together and then work your way up yeah, but absolutely um you know i think that's that's great advice so um let's talk a little about about live acting which is where we know owen from mm -hmm. <laughs> um so what like what do you think uh greatest greatest accomplishment so far as far as you know live acting goes what most fun movies you've been on most uh, role you're most proud of what, what yeah, do you think? i don't know and you don't have to say our movies we're not putting you on the spot for that <laughs> no well one of them one of them was a pretty good accomplishment so like um like there's no tomorrow was a neat was a neat thing that's a, it was a very cool um project to me for me to be involved with because it was it was early on kind of in my um acting stuff but it was a um it was a piece that was only going to be me on screen, which is kind of cool. Right. It was a weird challenge, and it was, it was, uh, you know, it was complimentary to to me that like you guys thought that I could handle it and like you know take that whole take that whole um, the whole story and tell it visually by myself. You know, with obviously with the filmmaking techniques and other voices involved, but I was the only person on screen, which was pretty cool. Um, that was that was neat. That definitely was cool. Yeah. Um, some of the other things I may, maybe my favorite piece I've still is the um, is a parody of a Creed song. Oh yeah, it yeah, called, yeah, yeah. Road Rage is my Creed. Yeah, I was kind of thinking you were gonna go there. Um, yeah, that that was I, funny. <laughs> it's hilarious, and I I love it. It cracks me up every time I watch it. Um, <laughs> that was um, a sort of offshoot of the Ro Road Rager. Right? Yeah, yeah. The road rager was a short film about a guy who wakes up in a hospital, and he's been a victim of road rage, and he becomes a road rage avenger, <laughs> trying right. to prevent people from driving angry. But he himself is full of rage. So, uh, it, was, it was a goofy short film, but um, and it was fun to make too. But the video was, it was just hilarious. Like, yeah, I started singing a piece of the song in the in the in the shooting of the in my audition. 
And they were like, oh my God, oh my God, do you got to keep that? Do that, do that. So then we were shooting the short and I did it. And he's like, no, don't do that. Don't sing Creed. You're going to sing karaoke style. I said, okay. And then after we shot the shot the thing, then he the, the guy, Pat McCurlin, was the, the producer and the writer and stuff. And he goes, um, he called me up weeks later. Oh, hey, uh, you're going to learn this song. And you're also going to be in costume. And we're going to film you shooting, singing to the sky on top of a car in a man-made rainstorm. And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. And so we recorded, we recorded it in a in a studio and filmed the video, and it still cracks me up. I love that. I love that piece. It's and the beginning of the movie, he's like all upset. He wakes up in the hospital. And he's like, just found out my favorite band Creed just broke up. Like that was like one of the lines in the movie, and then it became like a whole joke. It became a whole yeah, and yeah. then it's a whole music video. It's pretty hilarious. That's one of my favorite things that I've done. You were all of the you're in the recording studio, and you are all of the people in the band yeah, too. Yeah. So yeah, you guys should definitely check that one's for free, right? Somewhere yeah, on, too, yeah. on YouTube, Road yeah, Road Rager, my Creed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> check that one out. That is funny. I also liked the commercials you did. Owen was in a mm-hmm. bunch of different commercials. Yeah. And my favorite one is is the one. Uh, this is gonna come out really bad, but <laughs> the, the shower one. When you're testing out the shower, and then you know <laughs> you come out and you're like all excited about the shower because it was like streams coming from different ways and lights yeah, and music and booth everything. and everything. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then he just comes out and he's in the store and he's like, "I'll take it." You yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> so that was Ace uh, Ace Plumbing in Vineland. Yeah, that was a plug. That was, that was a good one. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Funny. So, I mean, Owen has worked. Yeah, I have I mean, worked. He, I have he has, worked. He's worked. He's done a lot of different things. Rita's Water Ice. And, uh, that was good. Yeah, that's right. You were in Rita's Water Ice. Some other commercials, yeah. What flavor were you? I was Buster Custard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He had a cowboy hat on. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was trying to remember. It's been, it's been a while since we saw that one. I remember that was when we first... Um, we're going to hire him. We're like, oh, he was in a Rita's commercial. Right. All right. An actual, an actual commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Did they know the story? Did you explain that story? How he, because originally, it was between Nick Narrow and Owen. Go ahead, you can tell it. Yeah, I, for the I lead don't think role I told it. of 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 Desolation. And oh right. With Nick because Nick was a smidge younger and kind of fit with the other person, Josh. But we liked him so much on the phone, sitting outside of Kyle Steele's mom's house in your car, <laughs> talking right. to him on the phone. Yeah, I was in a parking lot of Wendy's or something. We were outside. We were yeah. just sitting there. Yeah. And we we're just like, oh, he's so good. We kind of want to hire him, and then. You did, uh, you did, uh, like there's no tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, basically, was for you because we liked you so much. And then, right. Well, we, we kind of knew we had to put you in desolation, so we wrote a whole, mm. you know, part for you for that, which, which you was nailed. fun to do. Yeah. It was fun to do too. That's a really cool piece too. Desolation. Um, again, the production value was lacking in that one, which would have been great if we would have had the better mic because that was the the sound was. We spent so long to fix that sound, yeah. you know, ADR and everything else, but um. But yeah, we we shot Desolation as a short film, and then we were like, let's just make it into a feature. So we went back and kind of reshot some of the short, and then kind of turned it into a feature. And then we put Owen in, and again, this was the voice acting. Like we were like, we need you to do like a southern hillbilly type. You're like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, no <laughs> so, problem. Yeah, you nailed so, that. Lo- yeah, that was uh, my, my we we were sitting on the uh, on the couch uh, for one of your scenes with uh, my 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 ex now but at the time, girlfriend, and you're acting, and you're going through this, like, dialogue, and she's supposed to come back to you, and she's sitting there after her dialogue was done, and she looks over, and she goes, man, he is so good. And I was like, yeah, we're filming still right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, 
you're still in character, so is he. But I, we were both <laughs> sensing, funny. like, you know, this is, like, really good. That's just how it was. Like, the, the dialogue was perfect. The, the accent was perfect. I remember Thanks. being on set, and we'll try not to reminisce too much here, because, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Was, uh, you know. Yeah, but, um, and like there's no tomorrow, like there's no tomorrow, if you guys haven't seen it, is a movie all about a guy who's bitten by a zombie and he has 24 hours left before he becomes a zombie, basically. Which, by the way, we did it before uh, Schwarzenegger's movie. What was that movie called? Maggie. Maggie, yeah. So, that, you know, we were there first. But, you know, either way. Not bitter or anything. But, <laughs> but Owen had to sort of give this um, monologue, which is the voiceover of the movie. And at one point we kind of go back and he records it on his phone like a little uh, memorial to his family before he dies. And I remember sitting there. It was like pretty late at night till we got to that point because... And on all movie sets, things go a lot longer than you intend. And I remember just being, like, legit depressed. Like, let's say, like... And then he's not an actor that's, like, like a method actor where he stays in character all the time. Like, he's done, I'm like, all right, I'm hungry, what are we doing? Like, you know, it's just like, you know, so, you know. That was a cool project. I had a lot yeah. of good memories of that project. We did, we did, too. And it was a small, it was a small, obviously a small cast. Small crew. It was yeah. just a few of us there, and it was kind of a fun weekend. It was in March. It was snowing outside. It was, yes. Yeah. It looked yeah. great. It was a good. It, it was looked a good great. One. Yeah, it that did. Was great pre-production value as well. We did. Yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. So, let's go to this one. I like this question because we're running short on time. As always, I always run short on time when we start talking about stuff. Um, craziest death scene. Now, if you look for Owen stuff on YouTube, he has a whole <laughs> video clipped together of all of his deaths. Yeah. And I can tell you my favorite, but I'll let you tell, say your favorite first. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I died a bunch of times. Um, probably in the, I was in the, um, something that was produced by the, the gang at Stockton University or Stockton College, Stockton State College, Stockton University. Stockton and Galloway and um, it was called the Dead Awakening and it's a Walking Dead tribute show about a college campus that gets infected I remember I, played, I, I did watch that one yeah, yeah I played kind of a douchebag professor and uh, and one of the students comes in late and I'm just being a, a jerk to her and she bites me on the throat and tears tears some flesh out of my neck and right. blood spurts everywhere um I, that was kind of a fun one. I, I, I enjoyed that one. I enjoyed that one quite a bit. I like the one, I don't remember, I don't even know if I saw the whole movie that it was from, but somebody's beating you in the head with a hockey stick. No, yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. like... That was a short film called The Traveler. Okay. Um, it was a cool, um, that was a neat little sci-fi story. And I have some friends now, still, that I, that was one of the first things I ever did. That okay. was one of the first things I ever did back in the day. And I had... Um, it was like 20, 2010 or something like that. And, um, yeah, and I ha met some friends on that, on that set that I'm still connected to. Right. Like Facebook and stuff. Um, but yeah, that, that, the woman's name was Shoshin, Shoshin Ruth. She beat the piss out of me with the hockey stick and killed me with the hockey stick. Yeah. I just remember her beating on your head and it was almost comical. It was good. Yeah. It was like. You know, like it was just you know, good. like the, the little, C, little CGI blood in the in the air. It was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. you know, it, obviously lower budget, but it was just funny the way that yeah. it just the the hockey stick hit your head. It wasn't you know like a big booming impact like in blockbuster movies. It was just kind of right. this little sound effect. Yeah, just made, I'm sure it wasn't supposed to be funny, but it always made me laugh in the context of your dying videos. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but that was a good one. anyway, so. 
let's um like what what are your goals here? Like what's kind of the major the end game here? Like if you woke up tomorrow and you got exactly what you wanted. I mean as far as like as far as any kind of performing goes, I guess, um, is to be involved in something that really reaches people. And my the my my uh, philosophy of getting of kind of earning your stripes and getting noticed in, in the business at all is to do a good job. You know, in the beginning, people work for free. They just do. Sure. It's like an internship. Um, you got to learn how to do your craft and you got to practice and get to know people and stuff like that. And eventually someone will notice that you're pretty good and they might have a couple bucks to throw your way and you do a little paid thing and then you work your way up. If that thing is good enough, then enough people see it and someone else might recognize you when you do another thing. So like the end game, I guess, is to be in one really good thing that people will remember you. Sure. Whether it's a movie, um, acting in a film or even a voice acting in a film uh, or doing a piece of audio fiction or audio book that people are, are, will talk about and say, oh, I remember that guy. He did the voice of that thing, right? Um remember me and 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 like um and talk about it later in a good way like you know to leave an impression when that happens i think that if something that big happens to me and that important then someone else will see it and pay me more money to do <laughs> to do more stuff so, so your immediate goal is just to get that one thing to get something that's really effective yeah right yeah and I think we're kind of in the same boat as well. Just yeah. trying to get something that resonates with people and, and you can really get it going. I'd love, I'd love to be, like, I, I've, not, I've not seen, this is going to sound like it's hate and it's not hating. I've not seen the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I know people are going to beat me up for that. But... <laughs> He's shaking his head. <laughs> but, you know, I see, like, Vin Diesel plays Groot. Right? Yes. But all he says really is, I am Groot. And he doesn't even say it. The voice is processed anyway. Right. It goes through so many processes. Like, why did they need to pay Vin Diesel tens of millions of dollars? They could have paid me a couple grand. <laughs> I would right. have done the same thing. Right, right, uh, right. You know, like, so I'm not hating on Vin Diesel, whatever. Do, do your thing. I'm happy to have you. Sure. But what I'm saying is, like, there's an opportunity somewhere to get something right. that's effective and memorable, and then I can get more paid work. So my I, my goal is not to be in one thing that gets me a million dollars, although that would be awesome. Yeah. My goal is to get a couple bucks for something that people love. Sure. And then someone else will notice the kind of work that I do and pay me a whole lot of money right, right. to do something else. Like that is the So that's... The far end goal, the real, the short term goal is to just do something that people love. Sure. Yeah. And you certainly are working towards that. I I'm mean, trying, doing everything you can. So, um, guys, check out Owen in his most recent short film. It's called Finding Huey. Excellent. It's a noir. <laughs> That's awesome, too. Yeah. I love that. It, I, I was like, I watched it. I, I should have watched it on my TV when I got home. I like watched it on my phone in my work truck the one day. <laughs> And I'm like, this is this is awesome. Like, you know, sometimes you, you don't know what you're getting with. Oh, there's the alarm. Are we still going? Yeah, we're still going. Okay. We're gonna ignore that. Okay. 
Um, yes, Finding Huey, great movie, great noir movie. Sometimes when you watch these short films made by people like us, like they're hit or miss. You know, people yeah. are making these for hundred bucks or something, and you know, whatever. Maybe they don't have the capabilities, and I'm sure people have said the same thing about our movies. But that one, I genuinely is like. This is good. This is really cool. Like I wish more people it. would see this one. I'm glad you liked it. But, Did you um, watch The Sandwich? Have you seen that one? I didn't see that one yet. I know you were talking about it on the it's set. Wild. Yeah, The Sandwich. And, and you can probably find links to all this stuff on your page, right? Yeah, Which yeah. Which is what I'm, I'm getting to next to show. promote yourself here. You got Omikuen on YouTube, mm -hmm. SoundCloud, yep. Twitter, yep. Facebook. Yeah, I'm around. Yeah, my name is, is Owen, O-W-E-N, McEwen, M-C-C-U-E-N. Uh, yeah, you can find me. I hang out a lot at, um, at Twitter. Um, you probably the one. I, I have more than one account, but you could probably use this one, Owen McEwen Quest. That's the one I, I like to tinker with the most. Um, okay. Yeah, I can, you, from there, I want to, you know, you can find my other stuff like Instagram and Facebook and whatnot. Sure. I will uh, also include links on both the SoundCloud page as well as... The YouTube page for you guys to, to click on that as well. So awesome, Owen! Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, well, no. I'm. Well, thank you for coming here. No problem. Yeah, thanks like, for having us. We yeah. like to, uh, you know, display your your studio, yeah, your corner studio, and that's kind of what we do. So, awesome. all right, very good. Thanks, guys. Yeah. All right, so that was episode number four of the Hometown Pipe Dreamers podcast featuring Owen McEwen, the champion of Make Pretend. Hopefully you guys learned a little something about what it takes to become a voice actor. So next month, March 2018, we're going to have Becca Johnson on. She's a special effects makeup artist. Deals in blood, gore, uh, and well, and other stuff, mold, molding, and I'll let, I'll let her tell you all about it, but should be a, a really interesting interview. So as always, feel free to follow us on Facebook at Hate H-Town Pipe Dreamers or on Twitter podcast at Podcast Pipe or follow us on SoundCloud or YouTube just to search Hometown Pipe Dreamers Podcast. YouTube you can find uh, sort of the visual version of this podcast. Um, if you watched last month's with Keikoa you can actually see one of his matches. So uh, really nice companion piece to check out if you guys haven't already. So we'll see you next month with Becca Johnson.